further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, today we are podcasting in northern Alberta on an April day that still has snow. So much snow. still minus double digits in the morning. (sighs) So this is unusual even for us. And we're doing COVID quarantine. Yes. And so I would just like to point out for all our listeners that might be concerned that we could be like in the same tight little recording booth. We are well away. Distance. There's the right word. That's the big word of the day. We are well distanced apart, more than six feet. And we are each other's cohort family. It's true. Yeah. So we hope and pray that wherever you are, the day that you listen to this, that you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. We we do think about our listeners a lot as we're recording this and as we're going week by week and Amy's editing and we're posting. We're just constantly praying, God, would you bring this to people that need it and help them to just receive the best possible thing they could out of our conversation. <laughs> exactly. Yep. That's exactly right. Because man, as I'm editing those things... I'm just like, oh, if this was just to hear our own voices. <laughs> Not so fun. I want to do this. <laughs> but it is. It's the it's the knowing that we've just had really cool messages from people saying, yeah. man, I listened to this and it was at the exact same time that I'm like, okay, we'll keep doing this. We'll keep putting ourselves out there. We'll keep editing it because it seems like Jesus is doing something with our offerings. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite messages was, I would just love to have coffee with you guys. Mm. We would love to have coffee with you. And I hope if, you know, if you're getting this message and we're still in this sort of quarantine, quasi isolation thing that's going on, that you feel like you're having coffee with friends right now. That our conversation that is hopefully sometimes profound and sometimes we acknowledge a little silly and lighthearted Mm -hmm. gives you a feeling of not being alone. Yeah. The isolation is a big deal. And the reality is, is, yep, we are separated. I'd love to go out for coffee with friends. Um, Lots of things I'd love to do right now, but we are not alone. Yeah. We are not. The presence of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is with us all the time. And if you're wanting to connect with us more than just listening to the podcast, we have a Facebook page that if you put something on there, we try and respond. You can email us at furtherupandfurtherinpodcast at gmail.com. That we would love to connect with you. Totally. Ask us your questions, feedback, comments, and just conversation. Oh, totally. I am just going to admit straight up, it'll be Amy that's on it first. <laughs> <laughs> straight, but, I mean, Michelle has a full-time job. I currently don't. You have a full-time so, children at home that you are currently crisis schooling or homeschooling or mean, whatever the phrase of the day is. If we're going to be going back and forth, so do you. Let's outdo <laughs> each other in this. Amy is right on the administrative stuff and she would pass the message along to me and we'd talk about it and just really be so delighted to hear from you. And man, even as I'm saying that, I'm like, we just had a bunch of speaking things get canceled, which... Oh man, I know, right? Probably my saddest part of this so far, right? No one that I am personally related to as of the date we're recording has been hit with the disease. We're still in the stage at this recording date of just grieving the losses of speaking oh, events that are canceled. Yeah. And we know that this will not be forever. Mm-hmm. And when that opens up, we are ready, willing, and available. Exactly. So if you want to contact us to come speak at your gig, we will be there. Yes, we will. Yeah. So today, Amy, what are we going to talk about? We are talking about creativity. Well, I can't paint and I can't write a song, so I'm checking out now. Yep. For so long, that's what I thought. I'm not a creative person. I'm not a creative person. I'm not a creative person. And then I read a book that was basically like, stop it. 
there's nobody who's not creative or there's everyone is creative. Yep. You just there's, said the same thing twice. Yep. Okay, good. I was Two like, ways. Also, you I was did like, a good job. Mm. Positive and negative. Good there's job. There's people that are artistic mm-hmm. and people that aren't artist, art, autistic. <laughs> Brutal. We need to get out of the house and talk to I people more, but we're practicing on each yes. other now. You can be artistic or not artistic, mm-hmm. but all of us are creative because yeah. we've been created in the image of God. Yep. And so I grew up in a family where there's a bunch of musicians and a bunch of people that actually like painted with oil paints, like portrait landscape. So that was my idea too, is that there, those are those people. Mm-hmm. And then there's me. Yeah. And I'm kind of a boring, nerdish, analytically administrative, like compared to them, that's how mm-hmm. I saw myself. Plus, when you grow up around those types of artists you can get the idea that if you're a person who likes being on time and scheduling things you're anal and they're flaky ah so there was that all shaping and forming i was probably close to 30 before someone said to me are you kidding Mm -hmm. you are so creative with words and i'm like everybody uses words (laughs) like seriously everybody uses words but the more i thought of it i thought about the joy and energy i get out of crafting well-phrased sentence, describing something beautifully, communicating through words. I'm like, hey, that's right. I'm creative. Mm -hmm. And I see creativity in you, in your administrative gifts. Mm -hmm. You find interesting, strategic ways to do something that we thought was not possible until you came up with the idea. Mm. So, man, creativity is in every person. If you're listening to this right now, you have the potential for creativity. Mm Mm-hmm. The fact that we have the potential for it doesn't mean we are being creative. It's true. So I think that in this whole COVID-19 isolation quarantine reality that we're recording in right now, uh, calls for creativity like never before. Yep. Yeah. We need new ways of doing things. Uh, Teaching your kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Right? We're having creative strategies. How do we connect with people? Mm-hmm. and get those kind of emotional needs met. And then there's also how do we create a good atmosphere Yeah. in our isolation homes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the opportunity. As we're talking about creativity, who cares? Why is this important? Why is this important? Oh, can you imagine what the world would be like? Oh, totally. <laughs> but- you tell us why you think it's important, Amy. <laughs> well, I mean, like... Uh, why are we all creative? What is the purpose of our creativity mm-hmm. if it's from God? Mm-hmm. And what happens when we're using our creativity combined with Jesus? And what happens when we're using our creativity not with Jesus? Good, good questions. So if we go back to in the beginning, in the very, very beginning, Genesis chapter 1, when um, it talks about God just said, let there be several times, right? Let there be light and there was light. Let there be land and there was land. Let there be the sun and the moon. And, and it all happened. And then he shifts from let there be to let us make In verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Can I just throw in there that human beings, male and female? Yep. Okay, just my little editorial. And that God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Mm -hmm. So here's God who's done nothing in the narrative yet except be creative. Yep. And creative through his spoken word, which just blows my mind. We'll get to that. And it says to be like us in our image. And I think that 
can get all kinds of confusing or something that's so familiar to us that we blow by it without really thinking, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And that word, in his image, can get confusing because, let's face it, as gorgeous and wonderful as you are, you don't look just like God to me. I No, I don't. But you're pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, the mirror that's right behind you, I can see yeah. that I don't look just like God either. Oh, you can see the back of my hair. Yeah, I can. It's cool. Yeah. Purple. <laughs> and it's got this really fun cut in the back, but focusing, Michelle. <laughs> This word in his image, it's like, it means as a a representation or a resemblance. Mm. So you weren't created to be God. Yeah. Let's make that one clear. Real clear. You are not God. (laughs) Yeah. In case you were wondering today. But to resemble him or represent him, that one kind of gets me. Mm. My original design was to represent God in the world around me. Mm -hmm. Do we have sound effects for mind blowing? (laughs) There you go. You guys are welcome. And when we look back in the story, if we're going based on that, all we've seen him do is create. Yeah. And some of the things that really jump out at me is that it was chaotic before. It says it was without form and void. Oh, yeah. It was a space that needed creativity to come in and bring some definition, focus, purpose, utilization. Yeah, some order. Huge. I that I that is something I really love is like in that creativity can also look like bringing chaos into order, which really appeals to your me. administration, right? But there you <laughs> yeah. are, like that shows and highlights that unique facet yeah. of creativity that God has put inside you that you actually represent Him, mm-hmm. Amy. When you show up with good ideas and good mm-hmm. strategies for structures, you are representing God mm-hmm. in a place where there's a need for order in chaos, like. Can we just have another sound effect for a while? Probably not, but... Or do you want to go? No, I couldn't think yeah. of anything, so I was like... Uh, <laughs> Pressure's on. Yeah. Pressure's on. I can't. You were created. You're not an accident yeah. of some unknown force. You weren't just two random cells colliding. You were created, and you're incredibly complex. Yeah. Not just the color of your eyes and your hair and the shape of your hands and the sound of your laughter, but even like the things that are just intrinsic inside of you, things that you find interesting and that you find, um, fascinate you and stir your imagination. All of those parts of you were really uniquely created. And all of them are designed to represent God. Now, we know that people blow this terribly. We know we blow it terribly. Yes, we do. Yes. And human mankind in general has done a lot of destructive things with their creative capacity. Oh, goodness, yeah. So we're just going to acknowledge that. Yeah. But that wasn't your design. Yeah. Whoever is listening to us right now is currently facing struggles and challenges that need a creative solution. Yeah. And they were created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it means there's nothing but hope. (laughs) The only one who's ever perfectly resembled God is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe if any of our listeners are like people that have claimed to represent God have been complete jerks. And I don't like them. And I want you know, very little to do with any sort of God or religion because people have represented him so poorly. I just want you to hear me say I acknowledge that. And Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that happened. You'll not get it figured out by looking at people. Hopefully you'll come across people who do represent him decently well. Mm -hmm. If you ever met Amy, you would see him represented really well. (laughs) Thanks. Man, I'm just getting like affirmed all over the place. This is nice. It's truth. I'm not saying anything that isn't true. But it's just nice to hear. Yeah, we need it, right? And there we go. That is the creative power of spoken words. Mm, As God said, let there be, when we affirm what he has said about someone else, we're actually releasing something creatively in the atmosphere that's like this catalyst for other people experiencing 
But God has said is true about them. That's part of representing him. So mm-hmm. when I said those things that are true, I'm actually representing the voice of God to you. Can we have another mind mm-hmm. blown um, I want to say emoji. Or maybe <laughs> sound just effect. like a, maybe just a solid like Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> I like a good amen when I'm preaching. Get me wound up here. So Jesus is the only one who looks totally like God. He perfectly represents God. So for any listener who's kind of jaded and cynical, just go back, get grab a gospel of John or something. Read the gospels and see what Jesus was like. Mm-hmm. Then you'll know what God is like. Yeah. And then you maybe get glimpses of how he wants you to be. And he says, if you say yes to him, he'll do that in you. It's not like you got to pull up your socks and behave more like God. Mm-hmm. He wants to do that inside of you. And it happens through saying yes to him. So now what, Amy? We are dealing with challenging situations. How do we get creative when I think I'm not a creative person? Man, I think it starts with just asking Jesus. Yeah. Right? Like so much, I think he has so many strategies and wisdom and creativity that he wants to partner with that instead of being like, I have no clue, I have no clue, I have no clue, I have no clue, to be like, okay, Jesus, what could this look like? Yeah. So something that helps me with that, if you go right back to the scripture, which is like so at the very beginning of all time in the Bible, it says the first thing God did was bless them. Mm. So sometimes when I'm in that sort of chaotic y space, I just like take a deep breath and think, well, this is my own funny picture. It's not going to work for everybody, okay? But I'm giving, since I'm talking, I'll give you the benefit of my picture. I just see God putting his hand on my hand, mm. like a really good father and speaking a blessing over me. He he blessed them. And then he said, be fruitful and multiply. What does it say? Um, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Mm. So his assignment to me, he hasn't given to me to do without his help. First thing, he's blessed you. I don't know if you have a perspective on what that blessing would look like for you. I think for me, what I always go back to is I think it's in like first Corinthians um, 14 when he's just talking about the spiritual gifts. I think that's 14 talking about the spiritual gifts and the supernatural gifts and tongues and all that stuff. And then one, one line is like, for our God is not a God of chaos, but of order. Hmm. And anytime, right. It's for some reason, the way my brain works is just like, Oh yeah. Okay. God does not, live and create chaos he creates order and that for me kind of brings the chaotic often that's kind of rolling around inside me it stills it and then it helps me be like okay so god what does your order look like that's really good yeah for me sometimes calming that chaos is i have to name what the chaos is maybe Mm. other people don't experience this way but sometimes when stuff gets confusing or overwhelming to me i just feel like there's a lot of atmospheric noise Mm. going on in my head and so for me naming the stuff breaking it down and going okay god i don't know what to do about sometimes it's like straightforward as how to pay this my property taxes next month like i don't know what to do about that or i feel like i'm not doing a good job parenting in this way and i don't know what to do i need help or i'm bored i don't know what to do i need help right like because in this time of this covid isolation thing things that normally energize me some of it's limited yeah. So just naming what is the thing mm-hmm. helps to, you know, do that. And it's also too, like, then I empty myself of mm. the stuff that's sort of clogging up because creativity doesn't flourish under pressure. No. Or in, like, the clogged up mental space. Yeah. So just that emptying of the space by naming things helps me a lot. Mm. And then what happens is 99% of the time, 
I get my answer when I'm just seeking a creative solution. I get it when I wake up first thing in the morning. Okay. I think it's because my brain's not busy. Yeah. And for me, often I get it when I'm in the shower. Okay. I think it's just because no one's for talking someone, to you. <laughs> probably nobody's talking. Even if there's screaming happening, I can't hear with the water. That I just find when I'm in the shower, I'm not distracted and just kind of the the thoughts kind mm-hmm. of go all over the place. Which but, kind of is a good point. Yeah. Our uh, this podcast idea for podcasting came out of a, a shower session okay, with there you myself. Know. <laughs> and Jesus, Holy yeah, Spirit and Jesus, was there. Yes, but nobody but else this, was there. This was a creative solution to yeah. how can we impact more people when we can't physically, geographically, with our parenting responsibilities and other things, go everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was a creative solution. And I admit, I laughed when you first said it. You did. Well, thank you for constantly reminding me of that. <laughs> But now we're up to 50-some podcast episodes with feedback that's really encouraging. It was a God idea, Mm -hmm. and he continues to help us with it. I think you pointed out something that's kind of important there. If you're looking for creative strategies and solutions, you maybe need to turn off some noise. Yeah. Our culture, it's like, man, I got social media in the palm of my hand. I got the TV going. I got whatever you want to do to drown out stuff. And now when there's like daily, right now as of recording, there's like daily updates from any Mm -hmm. sort of official person you're wanting and then the shares and opinions about all the, that you could just... All the unofficial people. Yeah, all the unofficial. You could just be filled with all of that. Which becomes chaos and noise. Yeah. And creativity can't really flourish there. So you do need to dial down yeah. all the noise and start just listening. Okay, Heavenly Father, you created me in your image as a representative of you. And you wired me with a capacity for creativity. Mm-hmm. Here's all the stuff clogging my mind, my cares, my concerns. I give them to you. I just invite you to give me your ideas. Yeah. And then kind of relax. Mm-hmm. You might not get like a thunderbolt from heaven in the moment. But I know this with all my heart. God cares. Mm-hmm. He absolutely cares. And he loves partnering with us in creativity. I just feel yeah. his joy in that so often. So God's instructions after he blessed them is be fruitful and multiply. And let's face it, there's a lot of funny jokes right now about being fruitful and multiplying. Oh, yeah. Like birth. Okay, one that was so funny. Yes. That just as a mother of younger kids made me laugh was just like all of the babies that are going to be born in nine months will be firstborn children. <laughs> Cause everyone else is going to be really everyone careful. Everyone else is, is not going to be got, There's not going to be doing about kids. This enforced isolation with kids is not going to make them want to multiply. Yeah. It just really made me That laugh. is another funny part of this. We're bringing Covidians. There'll be a generation oh, called yeah. that. Quarantinians. I've heard a lot of funny ones, but being fruitful and multiplying is so much more than that. Like, God does not just want us to be a robotic extension of him, but like our own unique agents of creativity that fills the earth, which is the next line, where there's emptiness, where there's a need. Our assignment is to do something about it, not out of a place of striving, but out of the natural flow of God's spirit lives inside of you. And he has good ideas. Yeah. I love it. We need so much creativity right now. And I've seen people be creative in amazing ways, not just all the fun and fascinating yeah. face masks that people are coming up with. <laughs> yeah. But man, watching our teachers figure out oh ways to connect with our kids. That has, like my, I'm just going to do a shout out to my two kids' teachers. Uh, amazing. Like they watch the videos and my kids, as they're doing the videos and with puppets and like showing things, delighted. My kids are absolutely delighted to be watching these videos and learning like they're really learning and i'm not really teaching them because it's all coming from the teacher still it's amazing yeah and we see people like trying to develop a vaccine is creativity yeah 
we like we need creativity like never before. I heard a podcast the other day, and if I was really smart, I would have paid attention better. You know how my brain mm. keeps ideas, but not specifics all the time. Yeah. This podcast was talking about a list of things that got invented, which is creativity, during the Great Depression. Okay. And I was fascinated. The only mm. one that sticks in my mind is um, a man's electric razor. Okay. Great Depression. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't uh-huh. change my life, but yeah. a lot of men would say it has. And I just remember when I was listening to it going, wow. So I guess if anybody wants to know, they can just Google what got invented in the Great Depression. But I was so fascinated with struggles and hard times actually can be incredible catalysts for creativity. Hmm. So right now, even though we're looking at everything being limited, maybe somewhat frustrating, not with the ease of which we are accustomed to doing life, we're actually significantly strategically placed in time to be really creative. Oh, yeah. To fill the earth. And to recognize that going forward, whenever this is over, the landscape of our lives will have changed so much. It just actually won't go back to the way it was. Yeah. And I just like that there's, again, opportunity is a key word for me right now. There's yeah. opportunity in this season. I can either just be bored out of my head and bleh, bleh, or I can be just like, man, what strategies, what new things could come out of this space that's maybe a little quieter, a yeah. little still, more stillness. It's kind of good. Right. And I think there's something, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm paraphrasing you and you were paraphrasing a book. Mm. But like stretching or challenging our Mm -hmm. minds, it does something to our brain that actually helps us build resiliency. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I read that same book too. So I did read it in person. And you did a good job right there. (laughs) So where there's nothingness, there's an invitation for you to create. Yeah. Where there's a need, there's an invitation for you to create. Creativity starts with a thought or an idea in your imagination, and it's unique to humans. Mm-hmm. In all of creation, we are the ones that have this like imaginative capacity. I just love it, because as yep. soon as I say the words purple elephant, you mm-hmm. see a purple elephant in your head, don't yep. you? Yep. Yeah, that's your creative imagination. Mm-hmm. There is no purple elephant in the room. There's never been a purple elephant. But if I say it, you have the capacity to see yep. it. And that capacity to see things turned into action becomes something that mm. fills the earth. Yeah. It's amazing and oh, beautiful totally. to me. And if God didn't give us this imagination for us to use, he could have just created us with memory ca- capabilities. He could have. But he didn't. He, he gave didn't. us an imagination. Like I think it's part of the fun. Oh, yeah. The light he has in his creation. I love it. Mm-hmm. And the last phrase in that verse is govern it. Ooh. As God's representatives were commissioned to creatively govern things. Now, that word can bring out lots of thoughts. It's true. <laughs> A lot of thoughts of like, we can just trash this earth. We don't have to care about it because we are in control. I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard that actually. That's unfortunate, Amy. It is. That's not what it's about at all. No, it doesn't I don't mean think we so. can just abuse it because it's whatever. We're going to heaven. So we might as well get as much out of this as we can. That's kind of gross because that's not cherishing his creation. For sure. Yeah. Creative ways to steward his creation. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's about taking authority and bringing order to chaos. Mm. And things can actually feel a little chaotic to me right now. Yeah. Because so much is not under my control. Yeah. And I don't like that feeling. And there's so much unknown. Yeah. So not only is there this insidious virus wreaking havoc with the world and we're being told how to live our lives and having freedoms um, taking away from us, which are for a really good reason, our lives and our routines are so disruptive we can feel helpless and out of control, but we've actually been given authority to govern. So what is that all about? I feel like some of the more significant predators right now that would rob us of joy and peace and vitality are like fear and dread and hopelessness. 
Yeah. And we've been given authority like to creatively bring order to the chaos of those emotions. Mm-hmm. I think they're as deadly to our souls or more so than this virus is to our bodies. Yep. So <laughs> while we're experiencing this threat, I just think about how God said, let there be light. Mm-hmm. And there was light. And so he's given us words that carry weight. Yeah. And we have the potential to release what is inside of us through our words. Mm-hmm. So what's inside of us can be chaotic and dark and vitriolic. And I sure see some of that on social media. Yeah. And everywhere that God's creative people, his created beings, are using that gift to spew those dark things. They're actually creating more darkness. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been given capacity to creative release goodness, creatively release goodness too. We can't release something that's not inside of us. Yep, that's totally true. We can't Yeah, we can't release what we don't already possess. Yeah. So when I think of that, I think how I just need to tuck into Jesus and experience his peace because he's really present in this. Mm. And if I focus on gratitude and worship, I get more peace and more joy. And then I have the potential to creatively, creatively, man, I'm having a hard time with this, creatively release those, those very things by my words, not in a way to control and manipulate the environment around me, but to shift it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Right. As we're, we kind of talked about what it looks like to, to position yourselves to experience creativity or utilize your creativity. What is, what can that look like practically? What are some actions, right? If we've kind of recognized, you know, we've stilled ourselves, we've created space to hear from Jesus solutions. I guess where I'm going is like, does there come a point where it's like, man, I think this is a creative solution or a creativity opportunity that we just actually like try it. Yeah. We take the risk to act on it. And I love kind of doing that without a big agenda, Mm. but with sort of an open-handed expectation that something is going to happen. Yeah. And that my original idea could morph into many other things before I see it bear the fruit, Mm -hmm. ultimately. But we do need to act on, God made us creative. And we need to kind of take some ownership of that. Yeah. Like, what ways are you creative? What did God put in you that is the potential? I mean, it can be so many things, Amy. Mm -hmm. Some people are just really good at cooking. And right now, if they listen to Jesus and figure out who they need to cook for, they could change somebody's life. Oh, yeah. When we, we did this kind of based off this uh, topic at small group, and one of it one of the questions as we went around was just, okay, where are you creative? And we went around and everyone's was different, right? Someone was like, man, I think I have the ability to create fun wherever I am. And that's a big, important case. Right, just creating, seeing fun, seeing enjoyment mm-hmm. in things, right? Other places were like, man, I have, I am creative in the ways that I support people that, that I cheer people on and give space for them to grow, that there's creativity there. Other people, right. It was the, was the kind of more traditional. What, if we think of that right in the art and music and creating like space for people to join in the offering to Jesus. Like it was really cool to hear each person recognize, okay, where am I actually creating? Yeah. And they were all over the map. And if you, I mean, how many people do you have in the room? We had under 15 for sure. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you <laughs> No, did. no, no. Yeah, I think altogether, Zoom and in person, we had eight. So uh, just eight people. 
which is not a significant chunk yeah. of the population at all, expressed incredible diversity of creativity. Oh, yeah. This is why it's important that we own it. Yeah. So I would really encourage our listeners to just own it. Like, what ways did God make you creative? And if you're not sure, ask him to help you discover it, because he'd be delighted to. Mm-hmm. And ask other people. Yeah. People that you trust that you know aren't jerks. To say, mm-hmm. how do you see creativity in me? Because I'm really exploring this idea right now. You could have an amazing conversation out of that. Oh, yeah. You could text it to somebody. You can message it to somebody right now. Like, yeah. these are good ways to be using our brain space and our time right now. Because mm-hmm. they're forward thinking and they're hopeful. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the second part of that, just based on this whole passage and how we are wired as representatives of God, is to really think about how we're talking. Mm. What are we saying? What are we reinforcing? Darkness or light? Hope or despair? And that our words actually carry within them the potential to release something. I always think about my husband when I am maybe feeling uncertain or anxious or nervous about doing something often before I go speak or whatever. I'll just say, hey, will you pray for me? And he's not a man of a lot of words when he's praying. Get him Mm -hmm. on a political rant. And that man has some things to say. But when he's praying, he has very few words, but they're always so weighty. Yeah. You know, you've experienced experienced it. (laughs) And sometimes all he'll do is just put his hand on my head, which he has total permission to do. That does not bother me. I like it. Put his hand on my head and he just will say the word peace. Hmm. One spoken word. And I feel it. Mm -hmm. And the only reason he can do that effectively is because he has peace inside of him. Mm -hmm. So actually, as we kind of wrap up this podcast today, I want to do this little exercise that I do sometimes at retreats and I just feel like as probably by the time we post this we'll still be in some phase of COVID or some kind of restrictions yeah we don't know we the the uncertainty right now is so mind-blowing but I've done this exercise when we weren't in COVID and people found it really really powerful so um I'm going to invite you to use your creative imagination to receive something from Jesus And I think this is really legit because we have all these stories in the Bible and Jesus used stories all the time to teach us things. He would say the kingdom of heaven is like, and he'd tell a story. So clearly it's an invitation to use our imagination to connect with something outside of our experience. And in this story, if you ever want to look it up, it's at the end of Mark chapter six. And it's so fascinating to me because it's actually at the end of Jesus creatively solving a problem Mm. with all these hungry people. The day starts out, Jesus and his disciples are tired and weary and needing a break. And even though we're in this COVID thing where maybe our lives aren't as busy as they were, there's a lot of tiredness that just comes from mental and change and all these things. So they were already kind of needing a break. And then they get interrupted by all these people that just long for an encounter with Jesus. So man, if I'm tired and then people want more out of me, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? And so then they've added this day and Jesus fed all these hungry people after teaching them. And at the end of the day, he's so kind and compassionate to his disciples. I love this, that he took care of their physical need for rest and quiet. He tells them, get in the boat and go to the other side of the lake. It makes sense to me, though it's not explicitly said. Jesus was going to walk around the lake, which Mm -hmm. I get that. I would need some solitude. So he's told his disciples, get in the boat, go across the lake. And as they get partway across the lake in the night, a storm comes up. Why would Jesus tell him to get in a boat in a lake? Did he know the storm was coming? Hmm. And it's chaotic and it's crazy and they're terrified. And it says that Jesus saw them in the storm and that he was compassionate. So would you just kind of relax wherever you are listening to this and just kind of settle into picturing yourself, whatever this storm looks like for you right now, where you are. What are you experiencing? What are some of the waves that are tossing you? The wind that's buffeting you? The things that are unsettling you? 
the turbulence. And then I want you to picture Jesus, whose scripture tells us right here he's compassionate. He's moved with compassion. He didn't just stay on the side of the lake and wonder how they were going to make it out or see, you know, I'll show them or they'll figure it out. No, no, he was just compassionate. So Jesus, picture him being moved towards you and coming towards you with compassion in the storm. Just imagine him walking towards you right now. And then imagine him getting in the boat with you. Because that's what he did. He got in the boat in the storm. Imagine him. He's getting in the boat and sitting right next to you right now. And then he commands the winds and the waves to be silent, to be still, to calm down. And in the peace of his presence, can you sense some of the turbulence just subsiding? It's not that it's over. It's that the storm gets quiet. And then it says they safely made it to the other side of the lake. And this journey that we're on right now through this season of COVID, it's, we don't know. But we do know he'll get us through to the other side. And so today, as you are seeking creative wisdom and strategies, maybe ways to calm the storm, I just pray that as you've walked through this exercise with me, you would be feeling a greater measure of peace, a greater measure of calm, that you would be experiencing the compassion and kindness of Jesus to you and his reassurance he's going to get you through this. And together, Amy and I just bless you as you seek to know him in this as you go further up and further in.